0: Welcome to the 401k podcast where we explain everything business owners need to know to set up, run, and maximize your 401k savings. I'm your host Brandon White. Here we go. Today we're going to try to hit the wave tops of what a control group is as it relates to 401k plans, the pitfalls that you need to be aware of to avoid so that you as a business owner do not get hit with penalties, fines, and actually contributions and a bunch of other things affecting your cash flow that you had yeah. not. Planned.
1: Control groups are, I don't want to say a dangerous topic, but it's a very in-depth and it's not black. and it's Some things are black and white, but there's a lot of gray area. And it, it really comes down to what's fair to the employees. I say this all the time. Fairness to the employees is like the number one rule that the IRS and ERISA and all these other entities are really trying to focus on. So a controlled group is very important for anyone who owns multiple companies or whether they're connected or not connected. And I want to kind of touch on, on the high level, like you said, very just the wave points because I, I, this could go very in-depth and we'll kind of cover all these little things. So, and, and just to kind of start this off, at the end of the day, an employment attorney is who's going to determine if something comes up, who is a controlled group? And again, it's going to come down to the employees. They're going to lean towards the employees uh, of making sure that you, if you have to, you offer this to employees. If it's just you owning these other companies, then sometimes most of the time it's not a big deal. And a lot of times it's, yes, you have to use these two companies and you get to use more income to be able to deduct into the 4 k So a lot of times it's to the benefit. But A control group in general is their rules where the IRS is going to say you have to include these plans. And if you are a control group, summary would be you have to have one plan. You can't separate and have two plans. So a lot of the times this has to do with you own one company and there's no employees here. And then you own another company, but they do. But you have employees. It's kind of difficult to separate those two and not offer something to your employees. Okay. So that's kind of the, the, the summary of a controlled group. And there's really three rules, but again, it's, there's a lot of gray area. The first one's called the parent subsidy. And this is really when a, you own a corporation, let's say you own corporation a, but corporation a owns corporation B. And this is kind of like a flow through um, that Brandon, you and I have talked about before too. If the parent company, if you will, owns at least eighty percent of Company B, then it is a controlled group. And a lot of times, you know, doctors do this quite a bit. You know, the the one corporation entity will own be the owner of the the business that has all the you know the staff and the nursing staff and all that. And yes, you you have to include both. So even though all the money is funneling through the one entity, you have to include both if if it owns more than eighty percent. That's rule number one. Okay. Any questions on that one, Brandon? because that's that's usually the topic. That, yeah, that,
0: that's straightforward. And, and yes, and and I think for listeners out there, the reason that a business owner might want to do that, I, I'll use, we have a management company, that management company. And there's a bunch of other companies that have different structures. Our management company happens to be an S Corp for a bunch of reasons that if you're listening to this series, we'll get touched on all along the way. What it's designed to do, the government doesn't want you as a business owner to say, I'm going to offer a 401k for my management company and the four employees that I have that manage my management company. And then in your doctor example, let's say all the nurses and assistants you've put into a separate company for Mm -hmm. liability purposes and probably a few, a few other things and not offer them that 401k. If that management company owns 80% more of that company B that has your staff, you have, and you have a 401k plan in this management company, you must offer that same thing to the employees. And I think it's designed so that you can't just carve out this. They're helping generate, I think it comes down to, they're helping, they're, they're a part of your business. They're generating income for you and you trying to exclude them from a benefit that you're only giving that's yourself. Is right. Is that a percent?
1: And, and that that's usually, that's the most common that we see. And the other one is, let's say it's just an individual who owns these two companies, right? Whether there's, you know, tax reasons or, or liability reasons, however it is, we see that quite a bit. And it, it's, again it's going to lean towards the employees right so and you have to look at it from both sides so if you're trying to open it up open up a plan and exclude your exclude the business that does not have employees that's going to be a little bit easier but, but and and instead of the other side around you know you, if you try to open it up as the sole or the um, single member llc or something and there's no employees and then you're trying to cut out the employees it's just it's not going to happen especially if you own 100% of each, which kind of goes into the next step, 50% is that threshold. So if you own 100% of one, but only 50% or less of the other, then it's not a controlled group. You don't have to worry about it. You can cut that out. So if you have a business partner of some sort.
0: What about 50-50? So I'm just going to use a real-world example. My wife and I, whether, I mean, we're considered mm -hmm. one person, I guess, but we're really two people, even for for the government stake, right? You you can file together, but you're still two people. If we each, let's say we, the management company is fifty fifty, and then one of us owns a hundred percent of one of our. Child companies say that has a different business. Is that so a control you're, group?
1: You're kind of dipping into a whole nother category, honestly, cause it's, a, cause you're married, right?
0: Okay. Well, then stop. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's yeah. not do that. Let's not do that. Let's stick yeah. with category two, which is if you're under 50% because you have a partner and you're under 50% in that parent company, it is not a Ooh, control Christ. group.
1: That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, yeah. and. And I'm just going to use that as a segue, actually, going into the next one. It's family attribution. And this has to do, so even let's say, let's, for example, let's say, you know, you own one company, Brandon, and she owns a whole other company, and you have zero ownership in each other's business because you're related, because you're spouses. And if you have a major role in that company, then they're going to look at it they're going to look at it twice. Let's put it that way. They're going to say, and, and a lot of, we've done this too, where we have combined it on purpose because both companies wanted a foreign K plan. And for lower administration costs, we combined the two and we were able to make one plan. So that is a big, that is, you know, sometimes you do want a control group just for the cost purposes. So we've done that quite a bit. And, and again, it's, gray the rules are black and white but you have to look at it from all sides they're not going to kind of just go with the with what you think is the rule just because it states there the employees are absolutely number one priority and you know you this this is easier if you have let's say a day job and you are not the owner of the company and you have your own side business you can do that as long as you are not as long as that side business wasn't built to service your day job or the parent company, then it's not a control group and you can have two 401k plans, which we'll talk about how much you can contribute at a future episode two between these two and so on and so forth. But so I think to sum it up, if you're a control group, it's one plan. If it's not a control group, you can choose if you need separate plans and you can have different plans, meaning you can offer a different kind of plan to the one with the employees versus what you have for yourself and so on and so forth
0: and i think the general test for people listening and or watching is if you're trying to maneuver yourself out of not having to give a company that you own and or your spouse owns so that you don't have to pay out money you're probably not it's probably not going to work not probably it's it's not going to work you're not going to trick them they they built the rules to benefit employees who work for companies or the group of companies that you work for so, or own so that you don't have, so you can't carve out getting around something that you're not giving them the benefit. And I would say that's really Absolutely. The, the general rule, yeah, it, rule it's, here.
1: They built this for the sole purpose to not cut out your employees. So they're going to try to bring them back into you. So, and it reach, ask me questions, reach out. If anybody has a question about this, don't try to do this on your own because it is, it's a dangerous game. It really, it can come back and get you if you're trying to do that. So do your research, reach out to whoever you work with and ask the question because it's better just to be sure of it.
0: Yeah, I'll second that. You do not want to, I spent a lot of time reading the books about all of this and the current laws and the IRS site and yada, yada. And it's just a lot of work. You're better off, talking to someone like Matt or your whoever you use who does this day in and day out because while this seems like one component of your business benefit to your team it's actually a full-time yes. job to manage this, understand the rules and things are changing all the time and, and you just don't want to get burned. It has implications not only for your business and your cash flow but it has implications for your team members who work for you or with you because they could get checks back, have more taxes. There's just a hundred different things that can happen as a result of trying to do this yourself. And in some cases, you can't even do it yourself because you've got to have a 401k the
1: fiduciary person
0: yeah. who is in charge of the program. Right. So yeah, that, I think that summarized it. I know Matt, you, you warned me before we got on this episode that we could spend an entire hour, but the truth is, we will never cover all the permutations that someone might have, in edge cases—no pun intended here—that someone might have, because the really answer is it depends. But you're not going to trick your <laughs> you're not going to trick your way out of not paying for people who work for your family. Yes, exactly.
1: Of businesses. Well put.
0: All right, man. Well, next episode we're going to talk about which. We we touched on here how to stop getting 401k refund checks, which can cause a host of problems for you and your teammates. Thanks for thanks for joining us again.